Welcome to the Honey's Making Money podcast. I am your host, Honey Brooks, and I am so damn excited to be taking you inside the spicy world of OnlyFans. I've spent the last two years in my business researching absolutely everything and putting it all to the test. Since then, I've skyrocketed my business to the top 0.2% worldwide, and I've made my first million dollars. So it's fair to say I've been there and I've done that. Now I'm streamlining everything I've learned so you can do the same. So go grab a wine and get ready to feel empowered to level up your business. I can't wait to go on this journey with you. So strap in and get ready to start making some money, honey. Welcome to the show, David. I am so excited to have you here. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Oh, I'm so excited. I have known you for so long now. So to get you on the podcast and you're such a big supporter, you're always there leaving comments and and leaving feedback on the podcast. And I absolutely love your support. So I'm really excited to get you on here today. But for those of you that haven't known you for as long as I have, can you share with the listeners a little bit about David, you know, who you are, where you're from, your hobbies, your background, give us the info. No worries. So obviously my name is David. I Melbourne born and bred, so Victorian, late 30s. And um, I'd say I fall into the stereotypical Aussie male category. So footy in the winter, cricket in the summer, uh, enjoy cinema. And um, yeah, obviously I'm a subscriber on the OnlyFans platform. Oh, I absolutely love that. I love a good Aussie bloke. There's nothing better than a true blue Aussie bloke. Now, I know you have had a little bit of business background in a particular area. So can you share a little bit about that with us? Yes. So, and something we'll talk about on the podcast is I have 20 years of experience in security and risk management. So we're just going to go through a few risk and safety tips for creators out there a bit later, which will be good. So in my time, I specialize in commercial real estate, but I've done work with media outlets for some of the big networks around the country, uh, including close personal protection advice for some of their celebrities. So, Oh, that's so exciting. And uh, I know when you reached out to me and you said, hey, like I would love to you know, share some of my advice and tips on the podcast. I was like, I love that because I wanted to reach out to you and talk to you about subscribing to OnlyFans and really because the podcast is full of girls who are creators and sharing our tips and sharing our experience. But, you know, it's going to be so interesting picking your brain about the other side. So let's dive into that and then we can get into the security stuff later on, which I'm really excited about. So talk to us about your first ever interaction with the OnlyFans platform. How did you actually hear about it and what made you sign up? So I went to an adult entertainment venue in the city and one of the dancers there was on the platform and showed me their profile and asked if I'd be interested in subscribing. So I jumped on board with them and then it's a bit of a snowball effect from there. So uh, obviously through a collab, they interact with someone else. You think, oh, that person looks nice or I like uh, their vibe. So away we go. Yeah, I love that. I'm, I'm always interested to know how first-time users, because I know when I get subs joined, they're like, this is my first time here. I'm like, I would love to hear, you know, where you found us from. So that's really cool that you met someone face-to-face and you were able to then get on the platform and, and continue speaking to her. So that's really cool. So when you got onto the platform, obviously it is super different to any other platform. So I really want to know from you, why do you choose to continue to come back to a platform like OnlyFans where, you know, you can interact with the subscribers versus a free platform such as, I don't know, Pornhub? It's the interaction part. Clearly, when you subscribe, you get to interact with the person, have a conversation with them, learn about them over time, depending on how you choose to engage. Whereas the other ones or free, you get content and you can search whatever content you want and you can, by all means, go and have a look for that at any stage. Yeah, but basically you get that interaction all the time. So you can... um 
you know, say hello daily if you want to. You just get a personal touch, really. Yeah, I love that. It's really building relationships, isn't it? Like you, you get to know those people closer and you get to know more about them. Like the the other side of it is great. Like we all love that and it's super fun. But being able to get closer to people and learn about them and have daily conversations with them is it's so different, isn't it? It's such a nice feeling. It is. And you get that feeling like you on the journey with them in a way. So you um mm. like you're almost growing with them, if that makes sense, as they develop through. So if you've been on the platform for a while, you see early content into uh, what evolves into their current day content. Yeah, that's really cool. You do. You get to grow with them and watch their journey. And I know you are a long-term subscriber and I know you support so many of us Aussie creators and we all love our David. You are our number one uh, sub, that's for sure. So let's talk about actually subscribing. So obviously, you know, we're in 2023. We have so many beautiful women on the platform. So many women offer so many things. How do you generally choose which creators you will and won't subscribe to? And what are some factors that really influence you when deciding? That's a great question. I think I've been on the platform since mid-2020. Yeah. So uh, through that time, brutally honest, I've had 93 different subscriptions across the platform. So 93 creators we've been on board with at some stage. I usually sit around the 12-person mark and they all – or you all sit in a circle. So you – pretty much all know each other, to be fair. And I think that's um, where I go now. I think I look at who you're regularly collabing with or who you're hanging out with. And if I like their vibe, I'll move to their page. And if I develop, I suppose, a rapport with them, I continue. If not, uh, we just drop off, I suppose. Yeah, nice. Interesting. I love that you touched on, you know, you're following them through the Instagram pages and then you're getting a vibe. And if you've got a good rapport there, then you will continue on the site. So to me, it really sounds like it's not a visual aspect. It's more of that, you know, vibing together with the relationship. Would I be right with you in saying that? Yes. It's also, there is that, do I like the content coming out element of it, but mm-hmm. it's not the key factor in whether I would maintain a subscription. Yeah. I love that because I think there are so many creators out there that just think that, you know, if I am, you know, I'm the best looking creator out there, then I'll be really successful. But a lot of the times, you know, when we're showing our personality and when we're building that rapport and we're getting to know each other and we're vibing on another level with subscribers, it can be really powerful because I think that's where the relationship building part really comes into it. Yeah, I, I agree. I think um, once you've got a rapport with someone, you're more open to consistently supporting that creator. So, you know, you ride the waves with them. You'll notice when they're having a tough month because they're releasing more content or content's being discounted continually or you're doing prize games and the likes to get more engagement. So you pick it up along the way. When that does happen, so if you do uh, subscribe to a creator and you're seeing sales comes through and you're thinking at the back of your mind, oh, they might be having a, a tougher month, what position does that put you in? Like, how, how does that make you feel? Do you, do you feel like the page is getting too salesy or do you feel like you want to contribute to that uh, creator more? Like, where does that sit with you? I'm pretty consistent uh, with my spends on creators. So it's more something I notice and I'll just almost throw out like a welfare message, is everything okay? Because you've got that rapport going. You do get the trends. like, And it can be as simple as um, those creators that do lives a lot more just have two or three lives that didn't make the bank that they thought they were going to make. You know, they didn't reach their tip goals in that. So content has to come out more to try and attract people to get, uh, you know, their monthly goals up. Yeah, very interesting because we've all got such a business mind. So it is interesting that the subscribers at the other end can feel that, can feel like, oh, yeah, now they're doing this because you know, they may have had a so month. So I love that you've shared that because all of this information, like it's really cool that we get to hear this from you because we can take what we can from learning from, you know, you being on the other side, which is fab. So when deciding how to spend your money, like you are sub to 12 creators at a time, when you decide that you're jumping on and, you know, it's that time of night and you want to spend your money, what stands out for you? Like, are you looking for anything in particular? Are you looking for any PPV messages? messages that, you know, in the description, like what are you looking for when you're getting on at that time of night? I think it's more for me being a long-term subscriber is what's new, what's fresh or what don't I have. So some creators are really good at filtering through and blasting content out to those subscribers that they don't have. So they're only seeing stuff that they don't have. Then you've got other content creators that will just 
mass message everything over time. So you'll get the same video to unlock in your feed four or five times. And you've just got to sort of – the onus is on you to filter that out and make sure that you're – um not unlocking the same stuff over and over, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And it's funny that you did touch on that because I recorded a episode last week about 10 things I wish I did at the start of my business that made it easier. And that was actually one of them. It was that all the purchases that would purchase my PPV would actually go into a list that I wouldn't send onwards. But now I'm so deep into the rabbit hole. I'm just <laughs> like, it is just so hard to go through that. So I wish that that was something. So I love that you've touched on that because it's like a double whammy on that, that if you are new or you are starting out or you do have the opportunity to go through and put those people in a list, it makes it a really nice user experience that people are getting brand new stuff. And also on the back of that, that if you are consistently creating new content, you're collabing with other girls or other men or whoever it may be, and you're putting out new stuff, it's going to be really desirable to those people that are subscribed to you. So I love that you touched on those two. Like if we take our interaction, for example, I would say one in 40 that we interact with might be a repeat. Look, you're very good at that part of it, making sure whatever you put up on mine to unlock isn't uh, something there. Or if we've participated in something where I would get a free video, for example, like a spin the wheel game, very rare do I get something that I've had before. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. I do try really hard, but sometimes it just gets way out of hand. So I appreciate you uh, saying that. And also, I think it's really great to clarify as well. Like, just be open with yourselves. Like, I know with you, I would be like, have you seen this? Like, I can't remember if you've seen this. And if you have, just let me know. So I send it to you anyway. And if you've already seen it, I would just send you another one. So I think it's really great to have that relationship there where you're like, Oh, like, honey, I bought that and I've already seen it. I'm like, oh, don't worry, I'll send you a new one. So I think it's really nice that you can have that open relationship and chat about it as well. Not sure how many subscribers listen to the podcast, but the my biggest advice would be is if you've got favorites, use the pin tool in your messages to make sure that they sit separate. So particularly with customs, if you want to go back and search them, it's really painful in the messages to look at unlock content if you're a long-term subscriber. If you pin them, they're all in one place. So. Oh, I love that because we can obviously do that on our end as well. That's a really handy tip. So I think it's so interesting to hear about what it's like on the other side of OnlyFans. So obviously as creators, we get a lot of resistance from the community surrounding what we do for work and, you know, how we choose to, you know, run our career. Are you open about being subscribed to the OnlyFans platform and do you receive any backlash or judgment as a subscriber? I'm open in my friendship groups. So, like, if we were having Saturday night drinks after cricket, all those guys know. They know I subscribe. Doesn't help that I had a TikTok blow up about Sexpo last year where (laughs) we did that once. So um, (laughs) you're all over TikTok. I love it. Everyone sort of saw, but that's okay. It's not something that I'd go around when I introduce myself, say, Hi, I'm David. I'm an OnlyFans subscriber. But the people, like, yeah, the friendship group know and. There'll be times when a big name celebrity might come onto the platform and someone goes, oh, you've got that. Can we just subscribe for a month and see what we can get? And then we do and have a look and then there. Just want to point out content creators I subscribe to, there's no sharing of that part. That's something between me and the creator. But if it's when we're talking a big name celebrity and people know who are on the platform, uh, yeah, we will have a look. Yeah, interesting. And, you know, I love what it's like on a Saturday night when you have beers with the boys that you talk about it because I suppose it doesn't really come up in any other conversation. So it is cool that you're open about it. And I think when more subscribers are open about it and, you know, just talk about it openly, then it does help the creators a lot as well because I could just imagine like you are the best sub to all of us. You're so lovely, you're so kind um, and you're so respectful and I could just imagine those conversations would really flow through with your um, friends or in any conversations as well. So I think just being open and honest about it um, just, yeah, really helps the wider community. I think um, from my side, uh, and the interactions I've had, it's just getting the message out that the creator potentially is your next door neighbor. You're never going to know unless obviously you've come across their subscription at some stage, but um, it could be your next door neighbor. It could be your work colleague. It could be any one of a number of people you interact with in your life. And you, they're just genuine people and that's their business. So you just, yeah, 
go with the flow. Yeah, I absolutely love that. You know, I I think that little snippet there just needs to be spread out to absolutely everyone because it is, it's so true. You know, we are, you know, men or women just making a living like other people and the way that we choose to do so is this way. So, um, you know, if you met us down the street and we're just like any other person, really, we've all got a heart, we've all got feelings and we're all just, you know, trying to make some money like everyone else. So I love that. Thank you for, for sharing. So in your opinion, what's three things a creator can do right now to improve a subscriber's experience? One of the key factors and right now is actually depending on if you're an Australian creator is understanding where your subs come from. So if your majority of subs are Australian, they have to convert your fees into US dollars. So the cost of living is impacting everyone in a way. And I imagine it's impacting creators as well because spending would be down. But realistically, if you put something on your platform for $20, it's $30 Australian. So just be conscious, I suppose, of your subscribers. If they're down a bit, what was once they might have spent, I say, $60 on your page. So they unlocked two $30 bits of content, which would be $90 Australian. Now they're probably in the 40 to 60 range. So they're unlocking $40 worth of content, which is 60. And it's just a, a factor thing. So just be conscious that they want to spend. It's just everything's going. And watching that, yeah, that Aussie dollar, that would be my my first point is just be conscious about that, particularly for Australian subscribers, I suppose. I'm not saying for a minute that anyone's expensive. It's just what we need to be conscious of right now. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree with, you know, your your price and especially for your quality, like pricing things that are going to suit your quality. So if you're just doing solos, reflect that in your pricing. If you're doing a threesome with two males, maybe that's a little bit higher price, but, you know, having those tiered prices as well, that's going to reflect the quality, but also keeping it at a reasonable rate. So like you said, times are tough. Like since COVID, everyone is just trying to keep their head above their water and, and, and do their thing. So really keeping that in mind. So I love that. Thank you for sharing. I just wanted to touch on that quickly because I know you mentioned it earlier on. What? How do you feel about no PPV pages? Like what's when you, when you come across one, how do you feel about subscribing or not subscribing? Because I get so many women asking me, should I start a no PPV page? Personally, for me, I, th- I prefer the interaction side. So I think a lot of people that manage two pages will have their main page, which is unlocked, where they will do most of their interaction and then their no PPV page is just purely content. If you want my content at a standard monthly rate, this is where you go, but you don't get that interaction or you might get a little bit. There are creators that only run no PPV V and they still interact. So I think it comes down to the interaction you want with the creator for me. Yeah, I love that. Okay. So that's that's really great to know. You know, if anyone is looking at a no PPV page to take into consideration that that's what some subscribers will be looking for is more of the interaction as well as the good stuff, obviously. Cool. Did you have any other tips for creators that can improve their subscriber experience? Being consistent with your interaction. Um, so trying to be consistent certain timeframes of the day. Your subs will learn when you're online. Make sure, take effect with the online offline tool as well. So um, I hope everyone's aware that you can mark yourself online or offline as a creator. Your subs will notice when you're online and may want to interact. If you don't want to interact in that time frame, try be offline so they're not feeling like they're being ignored or taken away. That would be one of the areas I'd think. Yeah, I love that because I've never really taken that into consideration, you know, because obviously as creators, we do it all. So we're getting on, we're uploading our videos to our sites, we are um, scheduling our feed posts, we're doing so much on there that we forget because we're doing the other business side, but we forget that there's subs on there being like, oh, she's online, like I want to chat, why is she ignoring me? Like what's going on? So I love that tip because that's never occurred to me. So yeah, thank you for sharing. And I think the third tip would just be upfront about your subscriber expectations. So when you start interacting with someone on a more regular basis, just be brutally honest with them about your expectations. So if you're someone that expects additional tipping for extended conversation, just be upfront with them. The subs will choose whether they want to continue or not from that point. 
I'm jumping in here for a hot second to let you guys know I am giving away free one-on-one coaching sessions every single month throughout my podcast. I'm really excited to be working with some more creators on a more personal level. So if you want in on this, make sure you go and hit follow, leave a star review, screenshot it and send it to our Instagram account. If you want extra points into the draw, go and leave a review on your Instagram account and tag us in it. I am so excited to see who wins this month and who I get to work with. Okay, now back to the good stuff. Yeah, upfront and honesty and just being transparent works so well because at the end of the day, you know, it's going to weed out just anyone really not getting hurt. That's not the right word, but it's going to weed out, you know, wasting each other's time. If you're not the right fit, if you aren't going to fit in with the service, like it's it's really great to be open and honest with what the creator is expecting and also what the sub is expecting so they can be on the same page. So amazing. Love it. And flipping that on its head a little bit, what's one thing creators could stop doing right now is there anything that you see a bit of a trend on you're like oh it'd be nice if you know that was a bit different yeah i think for mine and i know it's a for creators it's a way of getting their brand out there across pages but in the direct messages i'm not a fan of advertising other people's pages i'm happy for the wall post to have it but when you're getting in your dms i don't feel comfortable about it if that makes sense yeah, I feel like that's a bit of a trend with subscribers that I can see in the DMs that if anyone gets a little bit narky, it is about those promotional or promo type ads. So that's great to take on board and yeah, let everyone know that. So thank you so much for sharing that. If it's okay with you, you did mention at the start and I want to move the conversation in a little bit of a different direction now because I feel like you have so much experience and I think it'd be really powerful to, to pick your brain a little bit. Security is obviously such a big part of our business and we have to go to huge measures to make sure that we're protecting ourselves at all times. So with your extensive background in security and risk management, I'd love for you to share some tips. So if you could just elaborate on why it is important in this industry to take extra measures with our safety and what, in in your opinion, is the best way to do that? Okay. So your personal safety is always paramount, regardless of whatever industry you're in, particularly when you're a content creator, you're the primary person, but there's other people in your life that can be affected, partners, children, parents, friendship groups, and the likes. And also because of stigma, you potentially can ruin the community you live in for you. So you feel uncomfortable going to the shops or feel uncomfortable doing your normal everyday stuff. No one has or no one should ever, ever have to feel like they're not welcome to go about their business uh, without any restrictions. So the key importance behind these things is trying to make sure in your world, a few little things you do can keep that identity secure. Or So your private identity from your online identity. Yeah, I love that. And it, you're so right. Like it's in absolutely every industry that, you know, you've really got to protect yourself and your family and the ones closest to you from any kind of risk that's going to happen. Yeah. So what's four things right now like right now that we can look into our business or look at ourselves or how we're doing things that we can do to protect ourselves. Yep. Number four on my list is pretty simple, but it's something people overlook because it's, it is a bit time consuming. A lot of creators spending your brand across multiple platforms. So uh, whether it be Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Clapper, whatever social media you're using to advertise, as well as any like OnlyFans, Fansly, Slushy, whatever content platforms you're on, is regularly check your privacy settings. So whenever you get a notification that a website or a social media outlet has updated their terms and conditions or privacy settings, check what yours are and make sure that they're set to how you want them. So often you'll see a big spiel come up on your phone. You're like, ah, it's just a little thing in the back. Make sure you're checking what they are because those privacy settings can automatically turn back on your location and things like that that you've turned off. Yeah, that's scary, isn't it? Because it's things that like, you're right, like when 
it pops up if we're on a special, especially social media, if we're on one of those apps and things pop up, we're just like, yep, cool, accept, move on. But really we should be taking that extra time and leaning into that and being like, what exactly are they taking? What information are they taking and what are they doing with it? So what kind of information can they pull from that? Is that like email addresses, phone numbers? For the sites, I I wouldn't be so concerned about the information that they're taking. It will be the, they already have the information you signed up with. Mm -hmm. Um, It's more about checking what they can do with that information. So whether they can on sell that for advertising or for marketing brands to come out and to you, it's more making sure that um, if you've got privacy settings like you, and this brings me to the third point is your geolocation always have your geolocation turned off and making sure that those setting updates haven't automatically turned all those settings back on because they will, in that update, they will say, just note that you've gone back to the default account settings and often geolocation is part of that. So all of a sudden, if you're someone that will tell it that you're in, let's use Melbourne, Australia, for example, but you're posting from your home area, it's going to move it back to your home area. And and that's what we want to do. Yeah. Okay. And like, I am absolutely useless with technology. Like my idea of fixing something when it goes wrong with technology is turn it on and off. And if it doesn't work, I don't know. So in terms of the location, is that actually in your iPhone settings and your computer settings, or is that within each app settings? Each app setting and then your iPhone as well, or your Samsung, whatever device you choose to use. So check both. Yeah. So, and they're things like um, when you first log in, you'll see oh, probably iPhones, the bigger brand. So we'll, we'll run with that. Is it'll ask you, do you want to have location services on the app always off or on? And then it's pulling your data wherever you are and distributing that data for its own research purposes. Wow. Okay. All right. So there we go. Locations turned off through each app and also on whatever device you are using. And number two. So number two is. Speak to your friends and family about tagging yourself and other people and where you and businesses. So if I take you back a couple of years, those collaborator content creator lunches and stuff were starting to become a big thing. What happens is the experienced creators are already sort of in tune with it. They'll tag a photo and maybe post it a day later. The newer mm-hmm. content creators, they're excited. It's the first time they're being there. They'll take a photo, tag everyone there and the business location. Automatically, everyone knows where you are and what time you're there. In a way, you think, oh, it's... A- an hour before they can find you, but you never know that person that wants to, that moment to get that information and then it can snowball from there because obviously they can be there, they can watch, they can follow. So just be really aware, location tagging and people tagging as well. Yeah, so powerful because I know we do, you know, we go out, we go places we and, and like social media is so instant these days. Like we jump on stories, we film something and it's there for the world there and then. And you're so right. You know, we, I think sometimes we're like, you know, we'll be fine, but you can't, you know, move forward in that mindset because you've just got to be really, really wary that that just takes one person to not be fine and one person to know where you are and know that, you know, that's only half an hour down the road and I can easily just get there and then wait and follow them when they go out or something. So Yeah, it's very real, very scary. So thank you for that. That's a great lesson for us yeah. creators. And just on that one, for a bit of a subsection, if you are a creator that um is open to receiving gifts via a PO box, please make sure your PO box is at least an hour from your home and you do have to travel some time. They'll sit there for two weeks. You've got time to collect it and where possible, have someone else collect from the PO box for you because it's an easy one to go, okay, that's going to that post office box. You can divert your mail as well afterwards, but that would be a big tip there. Yeah. So I I actually don't release my PO box at all because I've always been so terrified of that. Just having people know that not my home address, but where I'll be visiting is a big one for me as well. So you're so right. You know, even though that the parcel's going there, they can sit there and they can wait and they know what you look like online. So it it can get very scary very quickly. And redirecting, that is amazing idea. Like, so you could redirect from your PO box to a different PO box and just go and 
Yeah. Okay. Love that. Okay. And that brings us to number one. Yep. So number one, we call pause before posting. So every time you create some content, rewatch it or have a look at it and see what's in your background. So common key mistakes that from a security point of view for online creators, and this is something we spoke to a lot of television personalities about as well, is if you're posting in your home, be aware what's in your background. Particularly, everyone loves putting awards and stuff on the fridge. It's not that hard, depending on your location, to pick up a school logo or a school name or something like that. So, just be aware of what's in your background. Same as when you do a little story from the car, wherever you may be, just be aware that there's no signage or anything in the background, those sorts of things. And then we want to be aware of people that might ask questions, which we'll get into in a minute. I think we're doing a bit on red flags. So, yeah, I have, I must admit, from the very start, I was so, so strict about this. I was just like, my fridge is covered in magnets that have my local vet, that have my doctor, like I have everything on it. Um, so I was just like, nowhere in the kitchen, nowhere here. Obviously, we film a lot on our farms. So we've got lots of number plates around. So, You've just got to be so forward thinking with what's around because how easy is it for someone to get like a quick snippet of that and then search information? The hardest bit to understand in that is the areas that you feel the safest, like your own home or in your car, are the areas where you're going to make the biggest mistakes about releasing information because you're comfortable and you're not thinking about it. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's a bit of situational awareness, what's around me, have a look before you even start filming or taking photos, whatever you you may do. Just make sure that there's nothing in that frame that can get out in the world for people to go, okay. So once you start with one point, it's pretty easy to start moving on to the next point, next point, next point, and find out the information you want. And unfortunately, we live in a digital world. It does not take a long time to get from point A to point E and know a lot of details about someone. Yeah, it is. It is really scary. Like when you said it's mainly when you're in your comfort zone of your own home or your car, it's so true because how many times do we pick up parcels or letters from the mail and then we can sit in our car and film something and that parcel might be in the background without information on it. Or at home, you know, we might order a Marley spoon or a HelloFresh and it's got all our details on it just sitting in the background. So very scary. I suppose that goes for um, everyone listening that even if you just have your own Instagram and you, or uh, social medias and you're worried about it, just pay attention to what's in your background. The amount of times where you're using a pseudo name for your social media for whatever reason it might be because of whatever industry you're in, Uber Eats or something, you tag what you got because you're happy with your Uber Eats. It's got your name and address on it every time. So pause before posting. We've just yep. got to remember, pause before posting. I pause before posting. Yeah, powerful. And what else were you you want to touch on something else? If you're having subscribers come to you and they're asking very specific questions about content or they're asking for customs with certain content and it's location based and it always seems to be the same location, flag that in your head as that's not great. Generally it's because they'll feel that they recognize something and they are trying to work out that location. A good example is a lot of people will post a little story about walking their dogs on a dog trail. If mm-hmm. they're starting to take that into your OnlyFans word and say, hey, can you take a sneaky selfie for me while you're walking the dogs this morning and tip an amount of money, they're trying to potentially look at that location a bit more and trying to go, okay, I could interact. Like if I find myself here, there's a potential I can interact with that person. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Because you you think of it on your social so much. And then I feel like, like I'm going to speak personally for myself, when I'm in OnlyFans, it's my, like to me mentally, it's my safe space. Like I love being there. No one's nasty. No one's negative. Like it's a really great space. I'm building relationships with people. So there, like I dropped the ball a little bit in terms of like, obviously I would, I would, I'm still really conscious of not showing them too much, but it's those little things that you really don't pick up on that, you know, if someone kept asking for those locations. So that's so good and so powerful to share because sometimes we do inside our actual OnlyFans place, we feel like that's our safe place and, you know, that we can do all those things there. But there are a few things that we need yeah. to keep um, an eye on. Generally speaking, the human body is a great thing. We all 
have intuitions from time, something doesn't feel right. If your body's and your mind saying, this person I'm not comfortable with or I'm not happy about, listen to your body. More often mm-hmm. than not, it's, it's always right. So, and it might be you just need to reinforce boundaries with that particular subscriber in those sorts of things. It's a, your body knows when something's not right and it, it will tell you in a way. So, it's a lot of understanding the way you, your body feels. So, it might just be a bit of an eerie feeling or all of a sudden you're sort of picking up on shadows a bit more. It's your body trying to tell you something's not right in your world. So, you, pay attention and try to just work through that process. Mm, intuition. I absolutely love it. You've definitely got to lean into it. And I do, I do find as well, you know, I do hear a lot of, a lot of talk in our creator groups that women are saying, you know, this particular subscriber is making me feel really uncomfortable, but they've spent, you know, X amount of money. So I don't want to block them because we're going to lose that money. And I just want to reinforce that, that if you, if there is a subscriber that is pushing boundaries and they are pushing into your privacy or you are getting a bad feeling, no money in the world can, you know, subside that. Like there is no money that is going to make that okay. So just make sure that you are comfortable, you follow your intuition. And if you need to block someone and they've spent money on your account, go ahead and block them because your safety comes above everything. Yeah, completely agree with that. So personal safety and well-being is priceless. You can't put a dollar value on it. So I think, yeah, the reality is if you block one person because they're pushing your limits, you're going to feel more comfortable on the platform knowing that you've you've taken that step, you've made a decision. And I think you'll find that it'll reflect in more subscribers coming on because you've, you're more confident in your output as well. Yeah, 100%. I really feel that subscribers can feel would – you, would you agree with me on this, that you can really feel – the energy change with content creators as a subscriber? Yeah, absolutely. 100% know or get a feeling when they're having even a down couple of days. Like You pick up on the regular times that you'll interact through a message or regular posts and things, and you'll see a dip in that, which is it's a natural a human response. You're not having a great time for whatever reason, so your work output goes down. It's no different to any industry. I think just because it is an interacting-based platform, uh, you will notice it. There'll be some people oblivious to it and just think, oh, yeah, okay. But the you genuine ones that consistently spend on your page, they'll, they'll notice. And I'd hope that most of them would be sending a message saying, is everything okay or what's happening so a little bit of compassion goes a long way Oh, absolutely. It really, really does, especially from the creator's point of view, just getting a subscriber come on and just, yeah, say something really nice when you are trying to juggle 300 things at once and, you know, you're on there, you may have a bad day to get one of those subscribers that you do have a really great relationship. And I think also some people think that, you know, when you go on OnlyFans that creators and the subscriber relationship isn't real. Like it, it is real. It's a real relationship. You know, you are talking and you get involved involved at to a point with this person, right? I remembered a long time ago, I built a really great relationship with a subscriber and he logged off one day and never came back. And I was so worried about him. I was just like, what's going on? Where's this like, whoa, like I'm, I'm genuinely worried. So I think that there's maybe like a big misunderstanding in the industry that it's just a money-based service. But with your long-term subscribers, you do build up a really, really nice relationship and it's not all about the good stuff. So I... I think that is just a really, really cool part of OnlyFans. Yeah, I, I do too. And it, obviously, it's a big part of the reason I, I stay on board. And like recently, someone I subscribed to had their account deleted. So, yeah. uh, it's yeah, a bit of an emotional roller coaster when that happens because you inter, well, I interact nearly every day with everyone I subscribe to in a way. So, when you don't have that anymore, it's a bit of a, it takes a bit of getting through, to be fair. It, it does. See, you feel on your end. I've felt it on my end before. And it is, it is true. Like you do, you get this like, oh, like you, you're missing something. You know, you're online every night. You're speaking to these people. You're asking how their day is going. What, like how was work? And you do have that relationship. So when it's gone, it's like, oh, this just doesn't feel right. So I'm glad that that reflects through the screen. Thank you so much. Honestly, that risk and safety tips. Your four tips were absolutely amazing. I did a, actually, I don't think I've done an episode, but I think I've touched on it in an episode about safety. And I think I'm going to link this in because it was just so informative. Thank you so much. Was there anything you wanted to add on to all of that? Just, um, yeah, please 
just be aware of, I suppose, the creators, just be aware of your surroundings whenever you're creating content. Just make sure it's as plain as can be and that can be however you choose to do it with whatever backdrop. Yeah, just try and be as safe as you can, please. Oh, thank you so much, David. Look, we all us girls, we absolutely love you. I um I missed you at Sexpo this year, which I was super upset about because I caught up with you last year. But we all love you. You are an amazing person. You are an amazing subscriber. You just really, you know, you look after us all. You are just one of the best. Like if everyone could be like David, it would just be amazing. And I really appreciate you as well coming on and sharing from a subscriber point of view, because I know that, you know, sharing your experience on the platform might not be, you know, the easiest or not every subscriber wants to do that. So I really do appreciate you jumping on today and having a chat with me. Uh, My pleasure. Uh, Thank you for having me. Uh, Obviously, I listened to the podcast and I did reach out and it just happened that the two things synced up at the same time. So yeah, really my pleasure. Thanks for having me. I appreciate your time. Oh, meant to be. Well, have a most amazing day and thanks again. No worries. Bye. So, hey, we're back again. Uh, David and I logged off. We finished the episode and we just got chatting about all the things and we were chatting over some really cool points and both of us were like, this needs to be on the podcast. Like we need to press record again. (laughs) So we are back because we were chatting a little bit about paywalls and locks and we would love to share with you. So David, did you want to share what you were just speaking about in terms of um, retaining content? So we were just having a bit of a conversation about um, potential pages being deleted or lost or fans closing their accounts. It's one thing that um, as a subscriber, it's special to me is those custom contents that I buy or those mm. personalized things. So whether that be a video or a voice note or a set of pictures is um, potentially think about offering to have them come out as a unlock, a very low cost unlock because hopefully everyone's prepaid for their custom content and you would just normally send it as an unlock. What happens is if your account as a creator is removed or you close your account, all that stuff that's just unlocked go. So in our feed, it becomes content unavailable. If we've purchased it from a paywall or it's unlocked, we retain that content regardless of whether you're there. It's a bit harder to find because the creator name's gone, but if you're savvy enough, you'll figure out where you've got it. So that's one big thing. To the point where personally, any personalized things that I'd be going for, for it, I'd almost ask, I will be asking the creator to add it as an unlock at a small fee. So I know it's there for me forever uh, if I choose that. Yeah. And also we're, we're saying as well, if it's like, even if the account doesn't get deleted, but you want to go back and watch that custom, you've actually got to go back and scroll through the chat, don't you? Because it's not in your custom yeah, area. I, you can go into content videos from a subscriber point of view, but you've got to scroll through everything video related Mm. till you find that. Whereas Mm. if it's um, unlocked, it's in your unlock section or use the pin tool if it's really special for you. If you, yeah, subscriber listening, (laughs) figure out how the pin tool works and get on board. It's a real quick way to find your favorite stuff. Yeah, that's really good because I don't take that into consideration. Like, you know, you get paid for your custom, you go and do your custom and then you send it. But as a user experience and for the best possible experience, you want to find that stuff again because you've paid for that custom because it's what you want, it's what you enjoy, it's what you like. So, of course, you're going to go back and enjoy it and watch it again. So, the fact that you get to keep it and, you know, even if it's – I know I've had a few people ask me, can you just charge me 50 cents like when it comes in or whatever it may be so I can keep it there. So, I really love that you share that. And, yeah, it's the same here. I'd rather pay a few dollars and know it's it's going to be there forever. You have paid a premium for that content, whatever it may Mm. be, whether it be a voice note or video or photo set so make sure it's easy to access and it is there forever so yeah you don't miss out uh, if they for whatever reason the worst thing happens that the creative page goes and they don't have their backups which if you listen to the podcast you'll definitely know about having a backup <laughs> plan um yeah so from a yeah, subscribe point of view yeah, throw it out some might say no I'm fine if it goes it goes I'm not that worried about it mm. others will go yeah absolutely and you know they're going to pay that small amount to have it there forever 
Yeah, absolutely. And look, something else, <laughs> I just keep picking picking your brain a little bit because I'm just so intrigued on the on the flip side of all of the, all of this. I know we we're speaking about PPVs earlier on, and it's something that I'm actually interested in in asking you is when I send out my PPVs, I actually put PPV previews on my videos. When you get those in your DMs, personally, do you think that makes a difference? in terms of locking versus unlocking? Yeah, it, it does 100%. I think two reasons is, as we were talking about earlier, is if you see the preview, it might jog your memory to one you potentially have seen before mm. or un- unlocked before for whatever mm. reason, whether that Love be, that. you know, you're on both platforms of that particular creator. So you're on their subscribe page and their free or no PPV page, which it's automatically uploaded to, you might at that stage go, oh, while I'm on that, I'm not going to unlock it because I've got the content there or you might go, that's one I want to keep. But it also gives you an idea of what the video is. So, you know, it's like it's a trailer really for the the content. So, you know, that's how they, you advertise your blockbuster movie, you get a short snippet and you go, oh, that looks entertaining, I'll watch that. So same principle, almost to the point where I'll look out for it now and go, oh, yeah, that one as one, I'll watch the trailer and, you know, 90% of the time we'll unlock it or unlock it at some stage. Whereas if it doesn't, I'm probably more hesitant now to go, oh, I'm not sure, is the description or the written description going to be accurate to what the video is? Yeah, and that that was definitely my thought behind it when I did it because I'm like, I want to give these guys like a taste of what they're getting. Like it's like it's not even, you know, what who's in it or, or whatever, but it's also the quality as well. Like there's a big difference sometimes in my videos personally that I film in the quality. Like sometimes it might be more amateur or a little bit more professional, so it's going to suit people so differently. So I love yeah. that you said that it definitely makes a difference because I really think it does with the unlocks as well. I, like you said, it's like a preview. You're not really going to go to the cinemas if you just see a title and a small description. Yeah. If you've got a blockbuster ad or preview, you're going to be like, oh my gosh, I need to go have a look. So I love that you agree with that. So the other question I did want to ask you was about campaigns on the page. So I see a lot of creators and I also do it myself is you can set campaigns up on the page where a subscriber can come on and kind of look at your tags and look through the videos. And then you can also send them out in PPVs. How do you feel about the campaigns on the page? Do you think it allows you to kind of, if we're not online to send you a particular video, do you enjoy those campaigns that you get to go to a new subscriber's page, uh, sorry, a new creator's page and see what content they've got on their feed? How do you feel about them? Because I get so many questions from women being like, is it worth putting snippets of my videos for sale on my feed with a tip and a campaign or should I just keep them in the DMs? So I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Personally, I love a campaign. Yeah, like, so do I. <laughs> <laughs> There's multiple reasons behind it. One is uh, actually probably going back to our conversation earlier, detrimental to keeping content because you get it sent in your DMs as, a, as an unlocked video because you've tipped on the campaign. Mm-hmm. You're not unlocking the video as such, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. So just be aware of that. But I like that um, for mine and what I get the kick out of is everyone that's subscribed to that creator can see that people are unlocking their content. So for me, it's my way of saying I'm showing you or showing everyone that I support you, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That makes total sense. Yeah. I love that. And I love that you're so on board with the campaigns because I think they're so powerful. I think it's really great that you can have the option to go and unlock in the feed or run a campaign you know, like that. So where subs can come in and show their contribution and jump on and, and tip what they like. It's also great. Uh, when you repost one or repin it and you see that you've exceeded your, I suppose, campaign goal as well. Like you feel like, hey, my little bit helped get them to that goal, which in turn, you know, if everyone, if the business is doing well, they're going to keep creating and get more content. So, yeah, yeah, I love the campaign. Yeah, that's really cool. I've never thought of that perspective before. Like really you, which I, I get this vibe in live calls as well, but I love that perspective of, you know, you guys, contributing and you guys working as a team and you know you can see it there and you can see the success where in a dm it's it's a lot more withdrawn from that community vibe so that's really cool i love that you touch on that it is and i think um yeah you you touch on right in your, your live streams generally you'll have one or two cheerleader subscribers in there that'll they'll take note of how many people are viewing and what we need to do to get to the next i suppose goal mark is and they'll say hey you know come on guys it's 
five dollars each gets us well past the goal and into the next goal. And you know, collectively, if everyone does their little bit in a live, the lives are fantastic. They're a great thing to sit back and watch. You know, and most creators will offer it if you've tipped at least a certain amount in the live. They'll send you the post, so we'll post the live for you. Um, yeah, so it's a win-win, really. Is that something you look for when you subscribe? Are you are you looking for live shows? Like, is that something that you that keeps you around? Like, you said you love them. Is that a is that a big tick for you? Yes and no. So I think there are people that do them well and they're they're great. I think it's also the variety that people bring to their lives. Like, if your live is the same thing over and over and over, you're going to attract your few favorite people that want that. I can type a question, you'll answer my question, interaction without paying through other ways for it. And they're hearing you answer the question. They're not, it's not a text message through the DM or something like that. Mm, a bit more real. I, I, I think you do have those type of creators and they'll do well on their own and they'll have a couple of people will come on, they might tip big, they might do a ride out of it. Then you've got other people that might be once a month. It changes every time they have a theme or whatever they do, they might change it up with games or, you know, we've recently gone through Halloween and we're coming into Christmas. Like you already know that some creators are going to do a Halloween theme, they're going to do a Christmas theme. You know, people are generally excited for it. So uh, it just makes for an entertaining hour or two hour or two yeah they, they do end up quite being that being quite long but yeah they are fun and there is a big sense of community that's why i i love them so much because there is a big sense of community when you jump on there and the boys rally around each other and it's cool it's cool to see i think from my point of view the subscribers interact with each other on my page and be like come on lads like you know let's tip let's help her out let's do this so it is a really fun experience for everyone i reckon it's good because they're you subscribers that get it they understand what you're trying to achieve out of life and I think at the start of those lives, if you're quite upfront and honest and, you know, I think you've spoke about on the podcast too, is make sure you've got a cutoff time. So if you're not reaching your first tip goal within 20 minutes, don't try and drag your live out because you're just going to have people feeding for just a conversation for free live. Just cut it off and they'll get used to it. But, you know, on the flip side, if people keep tipping and your goals just are getting reached in a real quick time frame, go as long as you, you need to, you know, make bank, do it. Yeah. And I've also found that, you know, some of my shows are two hours long and I have subs from start to finish. And half the time I'm stuffing around, like, you know, chatting, laughing and doing all the things in between. And that's the fun part. Like a lot of subscribers stick around for that and we, you know, get along and get to know each other better. So uh, even though it might be two hours long, it's not of always like smashing goals and and doing the sexual stuff, but it's also the fun banter as well. So it's, it's really cool when you can get to a place like that with your live shows, with and your subs. I think it's it is it's a timed interaction. So whether it be, yeah. it, it does reach that two hour thing. You're interacting for that two hours, and you can choose to tip a couple of times and just sit there and watch and be quiet, or you can engage. And it depends who you are. Like I find engaging throughout. I get a bit more out of a live, so. Yeah, cool. It gives the subs an option. So I don't even know how we got onto live shows. That was totally random, but there we go. <laughs> well, thank you so much for sharing those extra tips. I knew when we were chatting, I'm like, we need to get back on and share a little bit more. So, yeah, thank you for jumping back on and sharing. Um, but, yeah, I think we have just just about squeezed out every single last drop of really valuable information. So, once again, I really do appreciate it. No, my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the Honeys Making Money podcast. I hope you thoroughly enjoyed it, had a little laugh and have had a takeaway from today's episode you can implement into your life or business. If you loved listening, help a girl out and leave a review, share it on your socials and let's get loud because there's honestly no better feeling than helping other babes win. For more details on the podcast, our coaching and our management programs, hit us up in the links below. Or if you have more questions you'd love to have answered on our podcast, please pop us a message. I hope you have the most incredible day and thanks again so much for listening.